Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. In the marshlands of central Florida, it's the Riley and Kimmy Show. A heavy, ominous stillness falls over the swamp. The Riley and Kimmy Show. It is a Way Back Wednesday episode. If you're listening to the day this show is uploaded, it is October 18th. Episode number 1,403. Right next to me is my wacky person for a Wednesday. That is... Kimmy! I got one name! Hi there. I am your host, Patrick Riley. You know what you are. You're bumbling, stupid, incompetent, and useless. And those are your good points. Uh, yeah, that's true. That's me. Hello. Yeah, and the person who is totally, well, not bumbling, and totally focused, and has so many good points that we could not list them in an hour, that is Kimmy is next to me. Hello. Yes, Kimmy, how are you on this way back Wednesday, besides being a little wacky? Oh, I'm great. Well, that is good day here, and I bet you're ready to go back in time, aren't you? Oh, yeah. We'll be doing that here. Always. Yeah, well, we will be going back to the thrilling days of yesteryear here on this Riley and Kimmy Show episode. That's nothing new, nothing strange, because we offer a brand new episode every single day. It all revolves around pop culture with a heavy emphasis of nostalgia and retro because we like to bring back happy memories, right? Mm-hmm. Please tell your friends you found a place that offers pop culture escapism. That is a daily show, The Riley and Kimmy Show. You can find our archived episodes, nerd news, pop culture links, also links to our social media pages. We'd love you to follow us and you know stay connected. And also, if you have an upcoming event you would like us to be part of and to promote, we have the best way to connect with us, hook up. That's with our our uh, contact event page. That can all be found on our website. And what is our web address, Kimmy? RileyandKimmy.com RileyandKimmy.com The Riley and Kimmy Show. Shall we play again? That is the big question for this way back Wednesday. Kimmy, would you like to go back in time to the thrilling days of yesteryear and challenge your brain with some trivia on this way back Wednesday? Well, yeah, of course. Alrighty, one of the things I want to point out, the timeline has been adjusted. That means it's not in chronological or linear order, so feel free to shout out answers to help Kimmy. That's right. Yell at whatever computing device you have the Riley and Kimmy show playing on right now. It could be anything because we are mobile. We are global. You can take us anywhere on planet Earth. That is the Riley and Kimmy show. And this edition of Wayback Trivia with Kimmy is being brought to you by the Melbourne Toy and Comic Con. That's happening. Oh, boy. It's just around the corner. That is that's this Sunday. October 22nd at the Melbourne Auditorium. You can find out more by going right to their Facebook page. We have links on our website at RileyandKimmy.com. We hope to see you there. The Riley and Kimmy Show will be moderating panels, 
tons of fun costume contests going on. $10 admission for adults and those 10 and under. It is just plain free. And free parking, by the way, too. Special celebrity guests, Tyler Kirkham will be there, Billy Tushy, and Teeny Howard from Rick and Morty. You can find out more going to that Facebook page. That is the Melbourne Toy and Comic-Con Facebook page available right on our website. And our web address is RileyandKimmy.com. Kimmy, are you ready for trivia on this Way Back Wednesday? Yeah, let's do it. All right, that timeline, I'm going to point out one more time, has been adjusted. Very first question we have for you, Kimmy. We're looking for the decade, Kimmy, to this question. The first computer-arranged marriage took place. It happened on this date in history. The first computer-arranged marriage. Was this the 1950s, the 1960s, the 1970s, or the 1980s for that first computer-arranged marriage? I'm going to go with the 60s. You are a decade off, Kimmy. It was the 1950s. Wow. That happened 1958, and the marriage actually took place on a well, a thrilling television show. It was called the Art Linkletter Show. Mm. Art Linkletter had the first computer arranged marriage. All right. The, I didn't know that. In the background, you might might hear Kimmy munching a little bit there. That is not me. Kim, Kimmy's Kimmy snacking with, with this episode of the Riley and Kimmy Show trivia being brought to you by the Melbourne Toy Comic Con. That's one of our fur kids. Yeah, yeah, he's he's kind of hungry. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, here we go. It was on this date, Kimmy. The final issue of Look Magazine was published. Now, I think you've probably seen some Look Magazines, right? Uh, I think so. What year did this happen within 10 years? When was the final Look Magazine? Now, it, I think, came back with some special issues, but its final run after its long run. Uh, 10 years. 2009. It was 1971 that that happened, Kimmy. Oh, so close. Yes. It was on this date. Walt Disney's Jungle Book film is released. You know Blue and, you know, uh-huh. you know the movie, right? Uh-huh. Remember it quite well? Yes. Oh, right. What decade? Was it the 1940s, 1950s, 1960s, or 1970s? Ah, the original cartoon yes. one. Yes, the, um, the original. 1960s. You're right, 1967. I like the original better than the live action. Mm. Well, it's got you know one of my favorite singers or performers, Phil Harris. Ah. It, you know. Uh huh. I, I like him a little bit better than who had the role in the live action. Oh, okay. Although I like the person who had the role in the live action, Bill Murray, uh-huh. the voice of, but I just like Phil Harris's a lot better. I think they're both good movies. Yeah, I like the original. I just do. It was on this date, Kimmy. The first Mad Magazine issue was released. What year, within five years, did the first Mad Magazine come out? 1962. Wrong decade, even. 1952 is when the first Mad Magazine came out. And by the way, you might be able to find one of those Mad Magazines. It's possible at one of the many vendor tables at the upcoming Melbourne Toy and Comic Con. It could be there, right? Mm-hmm. Mad Magazine. Did you ever read Mad Magazine? Or did you just grab it occasionally? Or did you just ignore it entirely? Uh, my brothers had it. You seem more like a, around. You so. seem more like a cracked kind of person. I bought a couple of cracked. Wasn't it crazy, too? I don't know. The year is 1943. The first broadcast of this, well, series is presented on CBS Radio. The show 
would eventually go to TV in 1957. Kimmy, here is its TV theme. Identify the show. I think Kimmy knows this one. What is the name of the show, Kimmy? Perry Mason. That's right. Perry Mason was a, well, a series of books. Then went to radio for a long period of time. Starting in 1943, the radio version is a little bit different than the TV version. Now, you know the TV version really focused on the courtroom drama stuff, right? Mm-hmm. You know, they would have the murder. You would see it happen, how it happened, and then, you know, Perry would come in, right? Mm-hmm. The radio version is a little more different. Uh, he actually got involved with uh, shootouts and oh. more and more into oh. the investigation kind of thing with the cases. Uh-huh. Paul Drake would be more on the TV version with that a little bit. But the radio version, he's more active and maybe even more edgy, hmm. possibly. You can be the judge of that. We have examples of that old-time radio show. Get this. Nine episodes back-to-back without interruption on our website right now. That's the Perry Mason Radio Show. Cool. You can find that at RileyandKimmy.com. You be the judge. You might actually like it more than the TV show, although I am a a big fan of Raymond Burr, especially the early years of the show Perry Mason. It was on this date in 1956. Check this out. 1956, the NFL commissioner at the time disallowed the use of radio-equipped helmets by quarterbacks. Oh. 1956. Wow. They had the technology they could do. I don't know if they had like a big antenna on top of their head, <laughs> and they looked like, you know, uh, that, that thing that Art Carney's character, Ed uh-huh. Norton, wore. You know, I don't know if they had something like wow. that. Wow. Uh, like they had a Captain Video helmet on. I, I don't know. It was on this date, 1961, West Side Story, the film adaptation of the 1957 Broadway musical starring Natalie Wood is released. Academy Award Best Picture, 1962 for that. Have you ever seen West Side Story? I have not watched it. Now, by the way, we have our interview with Natalie Wood's sister, Lana Wood, on our website right now. You can listen to Lana talk about her sister, Natalie. That's available. Just check it out. On our website at RileyandKimmy.com. The year is 1975, Kimmy. This duo reunite on Saturday Night Live and they sing this song. Tell me the name of the duo. In my little town, I grew up believing God keeps his eye on us My Little Town, who is that, Kimmy? They performed that song on Saturday Night Live. They they came back together. Simon and Garfunkel. Do you have any of their material on vinyl? No. The year is 1986. This former NFL player and broadcaster at the time, Frank Gifford, marries his third wife, Kimmy, who, well, she would become a broadcaster herself. Can you tell me who Frank Gifford marries, who wife number three is in 1986? Kathy Lee. You got that right. Moving further into trivia, this is impossible music trivia. 
If you get this, it is amazing. Shout out an answer. If you know it, help Kimmy. This is going to be a tough one. It was 1997. This group sang the national anthem at the opening game of the World Series. Now, I will point out, this is a charting group. They have top 40 hits. It's a pop group. I will tell you that much. Tell me who it is. I will be amazed if your ear can actually tell me who it is. Here's your audio clue. Oh, say can you see by the dawn's light so proudly we hail at the twilight's last gleaming whose most stripes and bright Ninety-seven. Who is that recording group, Kimmy? Who is singing the Star Spangled Banner? In sync? No, that is not in sync, Kimmy. I said it was impossible. Music trivia. It is Hanson. Oh, you yeah. remember Hanson, correct? I know you have um, plenty of Hanson uh-huh. material on MP3, right? No. I said it was impossible. Yeah. Now, I knew there was a possibility you were watching the World Series, and that just stuck on your mind. I knew that was also a possibility, too. It was on this date, Kimmy, in 2000, actress Demi Moore divorces a certain actor. Who does she divorce? The Bruce, year is 2000. Bruce Willis. That's right. How many years within two had they been married? Um... Ten? They have been married 13 years. <music> Celebrity and notable birthdays. Miriam Hopkins, born on this date 1902, died 1972 at the age of 69. She was an American film and television actress. Next person, born on this date 1918, died 1999 at the age of 80. He was an actor and he was also a jazz musician, a very successful jazz musician. He played opposite his real-life wife on a certain TV show in the 1970s, Kimmy. See if you can identify the TV show. Here's its theme. Kimmy knows this one. Kimmy, can you identify this TV show? Emergency. Yeah, it's Emergency, and he played one of the doctors on the show. 
He played Dr. Joe Early. He was a guy with the uh, silver gray hair. Mm. And his wife was Julie London. Remember her? She was the nurse. Dixie. Yeah, Dixie. You, you got it. And they were husband and wife. And mm. she was the ex-wife to Jack Webb. Mm. And Jack Webb and her had stayed very good friends. And so when he had the idea for the TV show, he brought her husband in. Hmm. And you can catch him on like an episode of Perry Mason and other shows, too. He plays on a lot of TV shows in the 60s and into the 1970s, besides being part of Emergency. But he has a ton of jazz albums. Next person, musician, born on this date, 1926, Kimmy. We have a sample of one of his huge hits, a number five top 40 hit, number one on the R&B charts. Tell me who this person is. Maybelline, why can't you be true? Oh, Maybelline, why can't you be true? You just started doing the things you used to do. Who is that, Kimmy? Chuck Berry. Yeah, that was his first hit. His, but it was not a number one. That's kind of what's kind of shocking on the top 40. It was number one on R&B, but not number one on the uh, top 40 at the time. That's Chuck Berry. His only number one hit, by the way, is My Ding-A-Ling. We've talked about that on a previous episode of the Riley and Kimmy Show. Next individual, Kimmy, actor, born 1927, died 1999 at the age of 71. He was a stage and film actor. Matter of fact, he was the first actor to refuse the Academy Award for Best Actor. Having warned the Academy of Motion Picture Arts and Sciences months in advance that he would do so on philosophical grounds if he won, they still made him a winner. He did warn them. He believed that every dramatic performance was unique and could not be compared to others. Here is what he won the Academy that he said, well, I, I don't want it. Tell me who it is. All this stuff you've heard about America not wanting to fight, wanting to stay out of the war, is a lot of horse dung. Americans traditionally love to fight. All real Americans love the sting of battle. When you were kids... You all admired the champion marble shooter, the fastest runner, big league ball players, the toughest boxers. Americans love a winner and will not tolerate a loser. Americans play to win all the time. I wouldn't give a hoot in hell for a man who lost and laughed. Kimmy, he didn't lose. Tell me who he is. He won for Patton. That's him there playing uh, the general. Can you tell me... Who the actor is who was born on this date? George C. Scott. That's correct. Died 1999 at the age of 71. Next person, an actor who played in many things, including a film in 1974 that you do know, Kimmy. But he's also known for a TV show that ran for a long period of time. See if you can identify the sitcom he was part of. Kimmy's nodding. She knows that that sitcom. Tell me the name of the TV show this birthday person was part of. Everybody Loves Raymond. That's right. Now, he played the dad. He played Frank, Kimmy. Frank Barone. He was part of a Mel Brooks film in 1974. He sang, sort of, as the monster, putting on the Ritz. 
Can you tell me his name, Kimmy? He was in Young Frankenstein. I know who it is. Come on, you can do it. He was in the movie The Shadow. He. Uh, what were his initials? PB. Not peanut butter. PB. Peter. I can't. Peter Boyle. Boyle. Born on this day, 1935, died 2006 at the age of 71. Moving to another person, born on this date, Kimmy. Known for a TV show, actually two TV shows. The first one from 1978 to 1982. Identify the TV show. She was the co-star. Can you tell me the name of that TV show? Morgan Mindy. That's right. And she played Mindy. What is her name? Pam Dauber. Yes. How old is Pam Dauber today within five years? 62. She's 66. And she was on another show four years after Mork and Mindy. Can you tell me the name of that show? Uh, no. It was called My Sister Sam. Oh, yeah. That was from 1981. Tell me why this person is famous, Kimmy. Jean-Claude Van Damme having a birthday today. He's an actor. Actor, or we would also accept martial artist. Uh-huh. How old is he today within five? Uh, 63. That is not quite close enough. He is 57 today. Okay. Kimmy, next individual, we are going to go right into the audio clue for this actress born on this date. Best known for a... Well, a TV show that started in the 1970s. We have a brief clue, so listen carefully. Tell me the name of the actress born on this date. Here's your audio clue. Oh, Richie, it's only you. <laughs> oh, why not? We're both adults. Ha! Listen, you mind your own business, bucko. Bucko, bucko, bucko. Oh, well, I've been thinking about cool. And I decided everyone should decide what's best for themselves. And I don't think smoking is cool. So what do you say, Angela? Who do you want in the madness? Me or my lungs? Kimmy, can you tell me who that is? Is that Cindy Williams? No. Um. This person starred on this show. Sunday, Monday, happy days. Tuesday, Wednesday, happy days. Kimmy, she played Richie's sister. Who is it? Um, Joni. <laughs> Aaron Moran. That's correct. Born on the state in 1960, passed away this year, April 2017, at the age of 56. What is the name of the spinoff that she was part of for one season from Happy Days? Joni loves Chachi. Something magic in the way you hold me. Got me hypnotized when you look at me. 
Yes, Joni loves Chachi. That is the toe-tapping theme for the TV show. She is singing that with whom, Kimmy? Who is the person singing that great theme? Scott Bale. Yes, you got that right. Did you ever watch that show by chance? Mm, nope. As a matter of fact, not many people did, obviously. I see dead people. Notable desk, Kimmy, tell me who this person is. An American inventor. He invented the light bulb. He's credited for the phonograph and the motion picture camera. He dies at the age of 84. Who is it? Um, Thomas Edison. Question for you. Did he pass away in the 19th or 20th century? 20th? That's right. 1931 is when he passed. Next individual, tell me why she is famous. She passed away in 1982 at the age of 97. Bess Truman. Who was Bess Truman in the world of history? She was the first lady. That's correct. First lady from 1945 to 1953. I think you did a fantastic job on this way back Wednesday. Thank you. And we're going to go back in time and honor something we talked about with trivia. Radio Watch Riley and Kimmy Show. We talked about actress Miriam Hopkins being born on this day in 1902. We have two examples of her golden age of radio work. Now, the first one is titled The Bog Oak Necklace from 1945. It is one of the best examples of the theater of the mind. It is fantastic. It's suspenseful. It's thrilling. It's chilling, too. And staying in that kind of theme, it's followed by The Rose Garden. Don't be fooled by the title. It's another thrilling, suspenseful kind of episode from 1950. These are back-to-back, uninterrupted for your listening enjoyment. Kicking things off, The Bog Oak Necklace from 1945. Here's Miriam Hopkins on The Riley and Kimmy Show. Lipton Tea and Lipton Soup presents Inner Sanctum Mysteries starring Miriam Hopkins. Good evening, friends of the Inner Sanctum. This is your host, Raymond, ready as always to provide you with your weekly ration of screams, gurgles, and blood. All in a spirit of gentle fun. I have no other object in mind. Except to reduce you to sniveling wrecks of nerves and shudders. <laughs> have you got a white sheet handy? You might uh, wrap it around yourself in case a ghost shows up. You'll think you're in the business and pass right on through you. <laughs> now, Mr. Raymond, don't be so silly. You know there are no such things as ghosts. Who said that? Oh, hello, Mary Bennett. So you don't believe in ghosts, huh? And, uh, what's that standing behind you, huh? Oh! <laughs> Oh, you shouldn't have done that, frightening me that way. Shame on you. Oh, I'm sorry, Mary. Can I make amends? Well, you might you might tell the folks how much you enjoy Lipton tea. Oh, gladly, gladly. Friends, just the other day, a ghost and I were having a conversation about Lipton tea Now, and... here, here, here. Enough of that. Nobody is interested in what you and the ghost said about Lipton tea. Oh. No. Let's talk about real people and the solid pleasure they get from Lipton's. They drink it at mealtimes. They serve it when friends drop in for a visit. And, of course, they often brew themselves a cup of Lipton's during the day. Just because it's so nice to relax and enjoy that famous brisk flavor. Oh, by the way, that word brisk, 
B-R-I-S-K, is one that tea experts use. Brisk means that Lipton's always tastes tangy and bracing. It's never flat or wishy-washy. Yes, you just don't, don't know how good tea can be until you know how good Lipton's is. Okay, Mary, uh, suppose you go fry me a cup of tea. But uh, keep the kitchen door open because you're about to hear the story of the bog oak necklace. It's an original radio play by David Driscoll. And our heroine tonight is that beautiful star of stage and screen, Miss Miriam Hopkins, who'll play the role of Emily. Now, be calm, be calm. There's nobody standing behind you. At least nobody you can see. <laughs> At the edge of a lake in a small New England town, two men are busy digging an excavation. Been like a cave around here once, huh? Mm. Yeah, old Miss Bristow used to own this property before she sold it to this here city man who's building. There used to be a fine apple orchard right up there. It was all fine trees once. Well, let's dig. That's what we're getting paid for. Hey, hey, what's the you, Polly? Look down there what I just hit with my shovel. Huh? Oh, a bone. Oh, some cow, I expect. Cow? That ain't no cow bone, Jerry. Hey, Paulie. Huh? Look. Look at this with the bone. Yeah, I, I see it. And you call it a cow bone now? No, I don't. This here must have been a graveyard once. This here was never no graveyard. The river used to come right up to here almost before the big flood. Before they built the dam. Hey, hey what are you doing? Get your golden hat. You bringing that with you? Of course I am. Hat and this. Yeah, but there, there must be a skull here, too. Of course there must be. We don't have to look for that, Polly. That ain't our job. Come on. Jerry and me was digging away there, Mr. Warren, down towards the river. And all of a sudden, Jerry kind of yelled. And when I asked him what's the matter, he shows me this leg bone. So I looks and there's the skeleton right at his feet. I see. So I figure you being the county attorney here, you're the man who ought to know first. Uh, yes. Uh, now, this place by the river that you're talking about, it's the land that city man bought to build a home on? Yeah, that's right. He, he bought it from old Miss Emily Bristow. And then we found this, too, around the, well, I guess you'd call it the neck. That is, where the neck would be. <laughs> Anything wrong, Mr. Warren? Where did you say you found this bone in this necklace? Well, Jerry and me is making a trench for a water pipe, and we're digging where the old riverbank used to be. Right near the river edge. I leave the necklace with me. <laughs> if I need any more help, I'll get in touch with you. That's all. Yeah, yeah, yeah yes, sir. Forty years. Forty years. Emily. Emily Bristol. What do you want with me after 40 years, Andrew? Look, Emily. Well, these are old woman's eyes. Look closer. Take that away. Take it away. The bark oak necklace, Emily. Do you remember? Presented to Miss Emily Bristow on her 24th birthday by 
by Andrew Warren. Where did you get it, Andrew? It was found at the river edge. The property you've just sold. Daisy. Daisy. It's come back to us, Emily. After all these years. It's come back to us. The bark oak necklace. The necklace that meant the death of your sister, Daisy. Oh, Andrew. Oh, Andrew, darling. Daisy, there aren't two people anywhere as happy as we are. Could not. Um, may I tell Emily? Why, yes, yes, I suppose so. Oh. After all, she's your sister. She should know. Good night, darling. Look at that moon. Smiling at you. Oh. I'm going to close my eyes, and I won't open them until you're down the road out of sight. Good night, sweetheart. Oh. Good night. Good night, sweetheart. Good night, moon. Good... Oh, young ladies shouldn't stand staring at the moon that way. Oh, Emily. You frightened me so. I... Did I? Mm. You had a nice drive with Andrew in the moonlight, I hope. Mm-hmm. Emily. Andrew, uh... Andrew. Yes? Andrew and I? We're... Oh, darling. How oh, I ever stopped my heart from beating so. I can't Let me say it for you. You're engaged. And there you are. It was easy, wasn't it? For you? You have no idea how easy it was for me. Emily. Right here. Emily. I wanted to see you so badly. She's already told me, Andrew. Emily... I want you to understand about this. I know how this must hurt you. You've got to break it off. You've got to. You can't marry her. Andrew, listen to me. Please. Please marry me. I beg you. Emily, we must be sensible. I beg you. If you love me, Emily, you must let me do what I feel is right. I can't let you marry Daisy. You're mine. I must have you. It's not me, Andrew. No one. No one else at all. It's too late now. Forgive me. I'll never forgive you. And I'll never let you go. Emily. Never. 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 Emily. Emily, are you asleep? Go to bed, Daisy. Oh, Emily, don't be cross. I can't sleep. I... You can't sleep. No, I'm so excited. Why, Emily, you're still dressed, too. Oh, so I am. What's the matter, dear? Don't you feel well? Oh, I feel very well. Thank you, Daisy. Emily, what's the matter? Why do you use that tone with me? Oh, darling, you're not feeling well, are you? I can tell by the look on your face. Oh, come on. Come on out into the night. The moon is fallen. And, and let's walk up to the apple orchard. After all, Emily, even though we're going to be separated, it won't be forever. Aren't you afraid to be out here at night? Afraid? Afraid of what? We are at the end of the apple orchard. There's the little patch that goes down the river. I think you'd better go back now. I go back? Well, what'll you do? I'm going to stay here. 
I wouldn't dream of going back to the house alone. I thought you weren't afraid. All alone? Of course I'd be afraid all alone. Daisy, I don't want you to marry Andrew. Emily, do you know what you've just said? Certainly. Why, I... Oh, Emily, I'm surprised at you. Well, you're jealous. Mm. That's right. I want you to write to Andrew and tell him that you've thought it over and that you've decided you don't love him and you're not going to marry him. How dare you speak to me that way? Now, get out of my way. I'll never talk to you again as long as I live. Have you thought that you mayn't have very long to live? Emily! Emily, I'll scream! No, you won't scream. You won't scream at all. And do you know why, down in that little pigeon heart of yours, you're frightened? Frightened? Let go of my arms! You're hurting me! You're out of your mind, Emily! I'll let you go when you promise to write that letter. I promise. I, I promise, Emily. Now let go of me. As soon as we get back. Yes, yes, yes! And don't you dare breathe a word of this to anyone ever as long as you live. No, I promise. I promise. I... No, I think we understand who loves Andrew. Yes. I'll let you go. You don't know how close you came. Come back here, Daisy. You'd run away, would you? Emily! Emily, I wasn't running away. Please let me go. Oh. What are you doing with that necklace? Emily, no! No! I knew I couldn't trust you. I knew I never should have told Help. you. Help. No, Emily! You're joking me. I, I can't breathe. I pity about little Emily, though. Just think what a wonderful hangman she'd have made if she'd been born a girl. Kind of cute, huh? Being taken for a little swing by a girl. <laughs> what a terrible woman she is, Mr. Raymond. Oh, now, listen, I like Emily. She's so inventive. Most women will do anything for a necklace, but only Emily knows what to do with a necklace. <laughs> now, please, you know very well that the only thing you can do with a necklace is wear it. Oh, yeah. Well, the only thing you can do with Lipton tea is drink it. Well, what's wrong with that? <laughs> and, Mr. Raymond, maybe you don't realize how often folks do drink Lipton tea. Why, it's the perfect beverage for so many occasions. And that's why it makes sense to have a good supply on hand to buy the larger, more economical size packages. And it is more economical that way, too. Oh, yes. It's wise to have a large size package of Lipton tea on your shelf because that well-known brisk flavor, that bracing, full-bodied taste, makes Lipton's always welcome. Hmm. That uh, gives me an idea. Maybe we should have had Emily and little Daisy talk out their quarrel over a cup of Lipton tea. <laughs> oh, man, that'd be chummy. But it's too late now. Daisy is stretched out on the ground with a bog oak necklace twisted tight around her neck. She's not sleeping now. She's just dead to the world. <laughs> so, let's get back to our star, Miss Miriam Hopkins, who plays the role of Emily. Daisy, get up. Get up this minute and stop teasing me. You're not hurt that bad, and you know you're not. Please get up, Daisy. You're frightening me. Daisy. Daisy, you're... You're acting... Just as though you were... You were... Dead. I am dead, Emily. You murdered me. You strangled me with the bog oak necklace. 
You see? You see, you wouldn't be talking to me if you were dead. You've killed your own sister, Emily. Because you were jealous. That voice, that Daisy's voice. But your lips are not moving. How can you be speaking to me, Daisy, when your lips are not moving? They'll find me here in the orchard with your necklace around my neck. And they'll know you did it. And they'll punish you. You'll never be allowed to marry Andrew. I will marry him. I will. What am I saying? Who am I talking to? Somebody's speaking to me with Daisy's voice. And all your life I'll be speaking to you. Just like this. Because you murdered me with the bar oak necklace. I must do something. I must get some help. Somewhere I must get some help. She can't be dead. I, I just pulled the necklace a little bit, not tightly at all. You pulled it very tightly, Emily. Look at my neck and you see. You see how tightly you twisted the necklace. Stop it. Stop talking to me. I'll never leave you, Emily. Never as long as you live. You are dead, aren't you? I murdered you. Something dreadful will happen to me. I've got to do something. What, what can I do? The river. I'm near the river. Stones, yes. With twine. Strong twine. Wound around the stones. And I could tie the stones to her. And I could throw her into the water from the crag on the hill. And the stones would make her sink to the bottom. And then she'd never come back. Never. And who would know? You. Maybe when I get back to her, she'll be moving and I'll talk to her. No, she is dead. She is... Oh, I'm running in the wrong direction. It was over there that I... I killed her. It couldn't have been because... Because she's not there. But she... She was right here. And Daisy's gone. She got up and walked away somewhere. She's alive. Emily. Oh. I found her, Emily. Strangle her death. I know nothing about it. What are you doing then with that twine in your hand? You wanted to tie stones to her, didn't you? Throw her in the river. I... I killed her because I was jealous. You're as guilty as I am. Because you should have married me. Yes, I am as guilty as you are. What will become of me now? All my hopes, my ambitions... If we can get rid of the body, then we can get married after all. It'll only take a little while for people to forget him. Then we can go away somewhere. But you know, I never want to look at you again as long as I live. Andrew. I hate you. came back oh, here to speak to you again. I wanted to tell you I'd done a wrong thing. That I ought to marry you. I wanted to arrange with you about Daisy. How we could tell her without hurting her too much. I was heading towards your window when I saw her. Strangled with a bog oak necklace. What have you done with it? Exactly what you plan to do. Because no woman would have the strength to do it. I had rope in my rowboat. I tied stones to the body. Rode a bit into the river with it. Dropped it overboard. The plan works. You're safe. If it doesn't, he'll die. 
and I'll go to prison. I'm going now. The moon is down already. Soon it will be dawn. The necklace. What did you do with the necklace? I left it where it was. Around her neck. sound, the sound the necklace makes. I have heard it every night for 40 years. 40 years. Now she's come back to us, to me. Tell me, Andrew, where was it found? She's been there, at the bottom of the river all this time. Oh. During the flood last year, the skeleton must have been swept into that old sewer. Twine probably rotted away a long time ago. That's the only explanation I can give. Watching. Down there at the bottom of the river, watching. I'm going now, Emily. It's probably the last time we'll ever see each other. I'll leave the necklace with you. It was to you I gave it 40 years ago. Emily. What's that? What? The voice. The voice. I'm going. Don't leave me, Andrew. Don't leave me. He'll leave us, Emily. He'll leave the two sisters alone. Together. Andrew! We're alone now, Emily. Just as we used to be. You and I. And the necklace. No. Come, Emily. Let's take a walk as we used to. In the old apple orchard. No. No. Come, come. It's getting dark. No, I, I've not been near that orchard in 40 years. Come, Emily, with me. But I'm old. No, you're young. As young as I am. Come with me. We'll tell each other little secrets, won't we, Emily? Just as we used to. Uh, yes. The yes. crickets will be chirping and the moon coming up. All as it used to be. Yes. And you'll be wearing your necklace. The bog oak necklace that Andrew gave you when he thought he loved you instead of me. You'll wear it the way you used to when you'd steal up there to the orchard to meet him. Remember? When he used to roll to the bottom of the hill and wait for you. And you could stand in the orchard until you heard him whistle. Yes. Yes. Emily. Yes. You've forgotten something. Forgotten. The necklace. The bog oak. Bending beneath the branches. He may not wait. 
Oh, a lot of grasses, apple trees, the branches, they're in my way. I can't bend over. Faster, faster. He may run off with Daisy. No, no. I'm coming, Andrew. I'm coming. Wait for me, Andrew. Wait for... Oh, that necklace. Emily, you caught it in a branch. Turn around, Emily. Turn around. Turn around. And loosen it. Turn quickly, Emily. That's the way my voice sounded one night long ago. When I wore the Bargo necklace. When I, too, was strangled by the Bog Oak necklace. <laughs> Come, sister. Come. It's so cool here in the river. its 96,000 dealers present Suspense. Tonight, Autolite brings you The Rose Garden, a suspense play starring Miss Miriam Hopkins. All through, Doctor? Yes. What do you think? I'd rather not hazard a guess at this moment. Sure being here, it is a police case, isn't it, Mr. Richards? Well, three nice, quiet ladies all living together. A young one dies, another calls my office and screams murder, and the third is having hysterics. I don't know. You want an autopsy? I guess we better. You know Mrs. Hanson well? Uh, Quite well, yes. This is her home. Mm -hmm. I'd be obliged if you'd stick around, Doctor. Questioning old ladies about murder is a little out of my line. That's what I think this is, murder. In just a moment, Miss Miriam Hopkins in the first act of The Rose Garden. And now, with The Rose Garden and the performance of Miss Miriam Hopkins as Mrs. Trimble, Autolite hopes once again to keep you in suspense. Mrs. Hanson, come in, please. I'm afraid I can't tell you anything, but the sheriff wants to ask you some questions. She did it. I know she did. That's what you said before, Mrs. Hanson, but... Look, I found this. It was in my room. Effie'd left it there. She must have wanted me to read it. It was in my bureau. Diary? Oh, I read enough, I know. All right. Uh, Would you wait outside, please? I'll look at it. Uh, Doctor, as soon as Miss Bone has recovered, I'd like to see her. Oh. Oh, it's so horrible, Dr. Kramer. I don't know what I'm going to do. July 15th. I arrived today. It's a quiet little house on the edge of town. How neat and orderly everything is.
the distance you can hear the passing trains. Such a lonely sound. But I shan't care now. I can stay here. This can be home. I won't be lonely. The shades in the house were drawn to keep the summer heat out. How cool it was in the sitting room. And nice and comfortable. The roses were the first thing I noticed. Freshly cut. And my very favorites. Dear cousin Amy. Well, Amy, I declare, American beauties. Yes, they're my special joy. I think they're such a proud flower, don't you? Oh, my goodness, yes. Well, now, Effie, dear, I want you to sit right down and rest yourself while I make a cup of tea. I know you're just worn out after that long train trip. (laughs) Oh, well, I never say no to a nice cup of tea. (laughs) Then you can go upstairs and rest. Oh, how nice. What a lovely sitting room. It's so cool and nice. Now you sit right down. And Miss Bone will be in presently. And Miss then, Bone? Oh, that's my other lodger, you know. Oh, yes. yes. She has the big room in the back next to yours. When Ernest died and left me so little to, uh, to manage with, I, I had to take someone in. She's, she's been with me for almost two years now. Poor old thing doesn't have any family and very few friends. So many of us now have no family or... Friend. Well, I always manage to find a friend or two anywhere. Yes, I've never let myself get lonely. No. Well, perhaps some people find it easier than than I do. You see, well, George and I were so close, not having children, I guess we lived too close. It's still hard for me to believe that he's... When I wake up in the morning, I still turn to see if he's awake, and then I remember. Yes, I'm sure, dear George. He was such a wonderful man. Of course he was, dear. Now, now you're very tired. You just look out at the rose garden and rest while I fix the tea. It's all ready, and we can have it in here where it's nice. How kind Amy is. I find it so easy to give way these days, and tears don't really help. I heard her rattling the cups in the kitchen. What a friendly sound. And then I knew that someone else had come into the room. When I looked away from the garden, she was staring at me, tall and wearing a gray dress which rustled a little. She did look rather severe, and I was startled. I suppose I didn't make a very good impression. Are you Amy's cousin? Uh, Why, yes. Yes, I am. You must be Miss... uh... I'm Miss Bone. I live here. Uh, Yes, yes. uh, Amy was telling me... You're sitting in my chair. Oh, goodness, I didn't know that. uh, Amy lets me have that chair. No one ever sits in that chair but me. I'm so sorry. Are you here for a visit, or are you staying here? Well, um, Amy, Mrs. Hanson is my cousin in a kind of way. What do you mean, in a kind of way? We are related by marriage. Well, where's your husband? My my husband passed away two months ago. Have you got any children? No. No, I haven't anyone at all, except Amy. Hmm. Miss Bone, Miss Bone, have you met my cousin, Mrs. Trimble? Uh, yes, we just met. Yes. Effie is coming to live with us for a while. Isn't that nice and homey for us? It's going to make nice company for us, isn't it? Oh. Uh, here's your tea, Effie. I've been shopping for my cat, raw meat. Cat? You like cats, Mrs. Trimble? Oh, uh, why, uh, some cats, uh, yes. Why only some cats? Oh, well, I, uh, I hardly know why. You uh... mean you don't like cats, Mrs. Trimble? Well, if they don't scratch. You see, I, I was scratched on the face by a cat once, and it's always made me so nervous. I have the biggest and oldest cat you ever saw. 
Oh. Oh, but Chang is nearly always outside, Effie. I call him Chang because I was once in China. I lived in China for many years in Hong Kong. Oh, I declare. You get to like Chang if you're careful with him. You get to like cats by the time you go back home. Miss Bone, Effie isn't going back home. She'll have to go sometime. Oh, I know. Why, I explained all that to you. Effie has come to live with us. I'm going upstairs. Do my picture puzzle. But you haven't had your tea. I don't want any tea. I never had special tea made for me in this house. Oh, she... She doesn't like me, Amy. She resents me coming here. Now, Effie, don't take it to heart. She'll get to like you as much as I do. Are you there, Amy? I'm back. Who's that? Who's there? Oh, goodness, Miss Bone. Oh, where's Amy? Amy is not in. Uh, not in? Oh, dear. She's gone to pick up a telegram. Um, uh, Miss Bone, uh, would you like me to make you some coffee? I'm going to make a cup for myself, being tired and hot. Um, my husband always used to say I made the best coffee he ever tasted. Jane, oh. where are you? <coughs> Come here, Jane. Well, then I think I'll just go upstairs Wait. and... Wait. Uh... Here he is. Come the minute I call him. Come here, Chang. Oh, isn't he the sleekest, biggest cat you ever laid eyes on? <clears throat> Look at that shiny coat. Raw meat does that. Nothing like it. My, yes. Why don't you stroke him? He won't hurt you. Oh, no, I... Go um... on, stroke him. Here, I'll pick him up. There, now. Put your hand gently on his back. He's, um, so big, isn't he? Go on. Nice purse. Oh, my glory. <laughs> oh, see, he doesn't like strangers. He's like me. Well, uh, shall I get him some milk? No one feeds him but me. No one else ever feeds him. I don't trust people who might poison innocent animals. Poison? Oh, my goodness, why, what a thing to say, Miss Bowen. I know all about poisons. I lived in China for years. Yes, you told me. Come into my room sometime and I'll show you. You know what I've got? Uh, no. I've got a little bottle of Ki Lai, the most deadly poison there is. It's Chinese. My goodness. I keep that for people who poison animals. Oh, well, isn't that rather dangerous? I mean, to keep in the house. Oh, that frightened you, didn't <laughs> Some folks frighten so easily, don't they, Jack? Miss Bone, I... Uh... Oh, dear. Oh, Amy, I'm so glad you're back. Oh, Effie. Effie, I just received this telegram. My cousin in Indiana's had a stroke and is not expected to live. She's over 70, you know. Oh, Amy, I'm sorry. Oh, how dreadful. They, they want me to come as she's all alone. Oh, my. Well, I'll just have to go, Effie. Oh, I'll well, take the 710 train and change at Ridgeway. But, Amy, you, you can't you, you can't go all the way to Indiana alone. What no. nonsense, of course I can. Now, let me see. Oh, Amy, I couldn't stay here alone. Oh, now, Effie. Not with her. Oh, I know it's silly of me, but uh, I don't think she likes me, and... 
Why don't I come along with you? Oh, now, Effie, that's just ridiculous. You've got to get this foolish idea out of your head that she doesn't like you. Amy, it's, it's not that. I know this sounds terribly silly, but it's my heart. You know, the doctor said that slightest shock... Effie, I'm going to be really mad with you if you, if you don't stop this. Why, only just now she, she was talking about poison. Now, Effie, I never heard such... Oh, it's true, it's true. She's got a little bottle of, uh, of uh, well, uh, something rather she keeps in her room. Now, Effie, do you think I'd let anyone keep poison in my house? Amy, don't leave me here with her. Now, I can't take you to Indiana, and that's final. If you're really scared, you can always call up Mrs. Jackson next door to come in. Will you make me some coffee and I'll get supper on the train? Amy, please. You didn't understand, Amy. She isn't foolish. She hates me. She does keep poison in her room. You don't believe it, but I know. And I'm afraid. Because I'll be all alone... In this house with Miss Bone. Autolite is bringing you Miss Miriam Hopkins with Jeanette Nolan in The Rose Garden. Tonight's production in radio's outstanding theater of thrills, Suspense. It was so hot. I thought a little walk. Why are you so out of breath? You've been running? Oh, uh, it's my heart. Sometimes... People with bad hearts have no business to be running. Well, I wasn't. I've been doing my picture puzzle. Want to see? Well, I'm a little tired now. I think I'll just go right to bed. It's a Chinese one. I've done it 73 times. There are 2,000 pieces. Come and see. Come on. Uh, well, uh... come on. You've never seen my room, have you? Uh, no, I... Uh, I'm proud of my room. It's full of priceless relics. This is my room. It's... Oh, it's so hot in here. I never open a window. It's an invitation to murder. Yes, I suppose it is. Well, I declare what a huge picture puzzle. Two thousand pieces. It's what we used to call a jigsaw. It is not. Oh. The Chinese picture puzzle represents the murder of the Princess Tuloa in the Third Dynasty. She was poisoned. Oh. I'm working on her hand now. It's all finished except her hand lifting the fatal cup. Yes, it's almost finished. When I've finished, she will be dead. My, she's very beautiful. I was considered a beauty when I was young. I had every bow in town at my feet. I'm sure. But I wouldn't have one of them. Hypocrites. All men are hypocrites and liars. Oh, I don't know. Not all. What do you know about? Now, this is my special fancy. Oh? Isn't that lovely? My. What is it? Can't you see? Well, it's so dark in here. It's a little golden vial. Here. Smell. My goodness. It's sweet, isn't it? Like, uh, like something... Uh... Deadly. Key lie. 
tiniest scratch and you'll be dead in two minutes. Don't drop it. Oh, please. Give it to me. I keep this for anything. Well, you oughtn't to have a deadly poison around the house. Now, what if someone picked it up by accident? What's the matter with you? Uh, me? What's the matter with your hands? Well, nothing. Keep rubbing them together. I hate nervous people. I, uh, if you'll excuse me, I must go to bed now. Oh, don't be nervous with me. You're not, are you? Oh, gracious, no. Then come and sit down. Uh, no, thank you. Come I, do uh, as I tell you. Sit here on the bed. Well, just for a minute, I... Uh... <laughs> oh, my... <laughs> you didn't know he was here, did you? He likes to sleep under the eider down. But you did it on purpose, Miss Bowen. I think it's... Oh, some <laughs> folks scare very easily. <laughs> This can't be happening to me. She wants to kill me. Amy, if only you were here. Oh, if only George were here, he'd know what to do. July 21st. She watches me. Even when I'm in the Rose Garden, I can feel her watching behind the curtain. Today I thought I'd talk to Mrs. Jackson next door. Amy introduced us before she left. But Mrs. Jackson was out. She's away, too. She looked kind. She might have been able to help. I walked back through the garden and picked some of the roses. The house is different now, even with the roses. Wicked. Lonely. I went into the kitchen to make some coffee. Where have you been? Oh, I'm sorry. You frightened me. I, I didn't hear you. I uh, I went next door to see if Mrs. Jackson... Uh, She's gone away. Uh, yes, I know. I uh, I wanted to ask her if she had if she, she had any sugar. Why do you lock yourself in your room all today and all yesterday? Uh, I had a headache. Headache? Oh, I... Uh, do you want coffee, Miss Bowen? You left the gate open in the garden when you came in. Did I? Well, the catch isn't quite... Uh, quite uh, I had to go and shut it. Chang could have gotten out. People who have no thought for other people's animals don't deserve to live. Oh, my goodness, I'm sure I didn't What are mean... those flowers doing here? Amy said any time I wanted to pick them, it would be all right. We never have them in the house. I don't approve of flowers in the house. They give out poisonous odors at night and kill people. Flowers are dangerous. You don't want to get poisoned, do you? My glory, I never heard anyone say that about flowers before. Well, I've had flowers in my house all my life, always. My husband and I used to like having flowers in the house. And now you've got a bad heart, haven't you, eh? Flowers did that. Now then. Goodness. Oh, please, Miss Bone, don't shut the window. It's so hot in here. It's my window and I'll shut it. It was my window before ever you came here. We never had trouble before you came here. We got along all right, Amy and me. You weren't wanted here. I'm going out for a while. Will you be gone long? Not long. I'm going to the butcher to buy my raw meat. Yes. Hi, Miss Bone there? Um, why, uh, uh, no. Uh, Miss Bone went out about a half an hour ago to buy meat for her cat. Gee, imagine that. 
Our cat's lying in the gutter. Then run over. Someone left the gate open. Oh, my goodness. This phone is sure going to be wild. Yes, I... Oh, my gracious. I went out a while ago to put the trash bin out. Oh, here comes the old girl now. I guess I better ask her. Okay, lady. What will I do? Oh, my glory. I must have left the gate open again. I didn't mean... I'll tell her I... What will I say? She'll kill me. Oh, there she is. Oh, Lord, help me. Don't let her kill me. Don't let her. Oh, Miss Bone, I... It, it was my fault. The gate couldn't have been properly fastened. My glory, I don't know how to tell you how sorry I am. I do grieve for you. Really, I do. I know how you loved him. Why, I wouldn't have done it on purpose. You know that. I wouldn't ever hurt a little animal on purpose. Why, my goodness, George always said I wouldn't step on a snail. He used to chide me. Miss Bone, I'll get you another cat. I promise on my word of honor. Miss Bone, please don't go upstairs. Miss Bone. Oh, Miss Bone. That's the last entry. No. Oh, no. You must believe me. I was only fooling, really. She wasn't poisoned, was she, Dr. Kramer? She couldn't have been. Mrs. Hansen here has made an accusation, Miss Bone. This diary also accuses you of intent to murder. Oh, oh, but I didn't. I didn't. What happened then after you went upstairs? After I went upstairs, nothing. I was unhappy because of Chang. It was all her fault. He was my true friend. Then the next morning, she was still there. Miss Bone. Oh, I was so upset all night I couldn't sleep a wink. How do you feel? I I thought. You'd like to know. A telegram came from oh, Amy early this morning. She's due back today. Her cousin passed away. I guess it's a blessing, really. Such an elderly woman and alone. Well, anyway, I, I just thought that as Amy's coming back, I'd pick some roses. Roses make such a difference to a room, don't you think? Miss Bone? I just finished my puzzle. Oh, did you? Well, isn't that... I just put in the last piece. That's just fine. The Princess Tuloa is dead. Poisoned. Oh. You pricked your finger on a thorn. So I have. I knew you would. What do you mean? Watch your silly arranging of flowers. You always prick your finger. Oh, it isn't deep. Now you've sucked in the poison. Oh, I don't think... in your hand. People who kill animals don't deserve to have the priceless gift of life. Oh, that's... that thing. That golden vial. Only takes a tiny dab on each thorn. He lie. It's deadly. No! No, no, you didn't. You just... 
tried to scare me again. Look at the thorns. <laughs> no. No. There is, there is something. Something sticking. <laughs> oh, my Lord. Oh. Oh, dear. You killed Chang. You killed my lovely boy. I didn't mean... Where are you going? You won't have much time. Where's the telephone? I can't find it. Lottery woman, I hate you. We never wanted you in this house. You cat killer! Stop crawling on the floor, you stupid little woman. There's nothing wrong with you. Get up. Go away. Amy and I can live alone in our house. Help me. Oh, somebody help me. Get up. I was only joking. There's no poison. I wanted to pay you back. That's all. What's the matter with you? I can't breathe. Oh, now you're trying to frighten me. Get up. You're all right. What's happened? What? Amy, get, get a doctor. She, she's poisoned me. I was fooling with her, Amy. You know. You know I wouldn't do a thing like that. Amy. Don't even talk to me, Miss Bowman. What about it, Doctor? You had a look at that bottle? Yes. Well? I don't know what's in it. <laughs> Mrs. Trimble could have died of fright, a heart attack. Or... Okay. Either way, you better come along with me, Miss Bowman. Oh, you don't understand. I was joking with her. I wanted her to leave, that's all. She was such a stupid little woman. I was only trying to frighten her. You did. Come along, please. Suspense, presented by Autolite. Tonight's star, Miriam Hopkins. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.